Hi guys, this is Watching People Cook, Master Chef Season 10, Episode 22, London Calling Part 1. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David, and I just want to say that calling it London Calling is very appropriate because um, it calls to mind the clashes London Calling. Yeah. And there's nothing more punk rock than Season 10 Master Chef <laughs> United States. Uh, that, y- yes. Yeah, I mean, talk about bucking the system. Yeah. Yeah, so they're in London. They are. So the top six are in London. Um, and before they start their whole, um, the whole shebang in the kitchen, we see the gang driving around and checking out sites. <laughs> That's right. Which um, was the first time that I wrote down fakey doodle. <laughs> because yeah. they're in a cab. And they just are having them say the names of different places around London as if the cab was naturally on the way to the Savoy passing by each of these monuments. They're going, look. Yeah. It's the palace. Yeah. I, I've, I have not been to London, um, but I don't think... I think the way it was edited, you are correct, made it seem like... Like on the way from the airport, yeah. you passed every single major yeah. landmark yeah. on the way to the Savoy Hotel. Yeah. So I, I liked that when they um, pass, um, is it the palace? Sherry says, if I had married the prince, I would live there right now. I was like, okay, all right. That was um, good. Um, yeah, and... Uh, Sarah also had my, or no, is it Sherry, I believe, had my favorite quote about the Savoy, the hotel, which is, uh, Winston Churchill smoked a cigar here. <laughs> I thought that was funny, I too. was like, all right. So, <laughs> that's that's what, it, like, where people smoked? All right. Yeah, that's the only place because, you know, well, smoke, <laughs> you, you're not allowed to smoke in London. Um, I'm making that up. So they check out um, the Savoy and they get a little plug for the hotel. And then they head out to meet the judges. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but um, Roan tries his hand at a British accent. And And some slang. It's pretty cute. But I wonder if his accent is as good as mine. No, yours is way better. What did he... Do you remember what his slang was? No. I think um, he said he was something about a, getting a pint. Yeah, something like that. He was going to go out and get a... Go into several spots to get pints or something. Yeah. I can't remember the exact terminology, but it was it was rightly embarrassing, as it was intended to be. I thought it was so cute. Uh, and then uh, Gordon Ramsay called out Noah for standing out. Like... It was almost on par with a big boy, but he didn't say big boy. Right, because he's like, dude, you're in a foreign country. You could have dumped those uh, overalls and put on something to look a little bit more English. Well, I, or even, I don't, not, you know, I'm all about you being you, like, so. Sure. But it did, from the beginning, from the get-go, Noah seems to be wearing a costume. Yes. And it might be um, what he typically wears, but it feels like it's dialed up just a notch. Like, he's always got that bandana on. He always is wearing, like, work, like, overalls. So, and I'm not saying that that's not how he normally dresses, like, in overalls for his septic job, 
but it does feel like he's trying to have a very specific aesthetic and sometimes you know you need to like maybe not do that <laughs> so if there was a master chef con could i cosplay as noah absolutely like <laughs> yes and i can't think of any other contestant that and except for maybe the juniors like the junior um young women who always have like some very specific headgear um there's no other master chef contestant that I can think of that you could do as a cosplay. Yeah. I mean, there are some distinctive glasses and stuff, but yeah. nothing nothing major. Yeah. So um, the thing, the, they get real chef's whites to cook in mass, ma, or in Gordon's um, restaurant, which is called, I think, Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. <laughs> no, no narcissism there. <laughs> um, and it's his three-star uh, mission. Three Michelin star place. Yes. Um, we also learned that Gordon ha- Gordon slash producers pick the teams. Um, the t- red team is Sherry Suba with Nick leading the charge. Doomed. <laughs> and then the blue team is Sarah, Dorian, and Nora. Uh, Nora and Noah. Um, and Sarah is the captain on that team. Mm-hmm. Alphas. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm over Noah at this point. Like, <laughs> I'm just over that guy. So um, we start out with um, a cooking demo from Gordon. Um, and Dorian is in awe during this demo, and she's really paying attention. But I just feel like maybe they need to invest in a better, cir- like, circulation for in the kitchen because during the demo it seems like it's super warm and we see Aron I don't know if you saw him he's kind of in the background he's wiping his brow because it's toasty in there and then something happens to his hair so he gets this little adorable Elvis curl in mm-hmm. the middle of his forehead it's like that he starts to melt he's me- Aron is melting yeah he was so quiet this episode. Well, I, I can tell you, well, I, I mean, it goes a little bit ahead of where we are, but he uh, he disappears for the entire episode because he was supposed to be back in the kitchen with Gordon Ramsay yeah. guiding the people, but they edited him out completely as part of the fakey doodle of the episode. Okay, so we'll, we'll, when do you, let me just, let me just get through the kind of yeah. intro and then yeah. I want to hear your fakey doodle theory. Yeah. Um, so Joe, t- speaking of outfits, um, both Gordon and Aron, like I said, are wearing their whites. Joe is wearing a suit because he's more front of house. Um, and then Noah seems way overconfident. Um, we see Tilly and the rest of the Ramsey family in the kit- in the dining room. And then there are also former win- winners from MasterChef UK, which we've never watched. I don't know if it's available to watch in the U.S. I don't think it is. I, I mean, bet officially, you we could see I it could, on YouTube. Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. But I don't think I don't think it's something. I don't even think we could buy it on on uh, uh, Amazon or anywhere else. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about that. Um, so um, so we'll we'll start talking about the the cooking. Um, uh, during the episode in a second, but let's talk a little bit more about your fakey. Do- You've you said fakey doodle. I think 
four or five times when we were watching this yes. episode. So let's let's talk about that. I want to hear your theory um, without I, giving spoilers. <laughs> all the, well, that's impossible. Okay. Well, you but, can give some spoilers. But the um, the the every, first fake ye doodle was well, when everything about this episode was written. I don't think any of it mattered or actually happened. I think they divided up the teams um, so that they could send two, the two people home that they wanted to sit, send home. And I think they made up at least one of the reasons that they sent someone home was completely made up. Okay. Um, and uh, they edited Arone out of the kitchen entirely. And yeah. they whatever Arone said, they had Gordon Ramsay record in what sounded like a closet. <laughs> um, and just, a closet it, at his restaurant, or were they back at the know. Savoy? Like, like maybe our coat closet. Yeah. Like he was in there, and um, uh, it was so tight with coats that it was like wrapped around his head. And he would yeah. say, "This is the final dish." Yeah, because <laughs> everything else was had the kitchen noise in the background, and then all of a sudden he'd be like. This steak is overcooked. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a completely different sound. I, I'm going to translate for you because it's hard to hear you in the coat closet. You just said the steak is overcooked. Right. So, but it was that yeah. way in the show too, where he'd be like, all right, I need two of these and two of these and hurry it up. <laughs> yeah. So, and I also think that they even had him call out ticket. Like he was in charge of one team and Aron was in charge of the other team. It's how they've always structured these episodes. Yeah. So they since they edited a roan out, they had to pretend sometimes that Gordon Ramsay was calling out tickets for the team that he was not in charge of. Well, so see, they even edited that in. I think Gordon no, I I believe Gordon was working in the past and he was calling out all tickets. Um because that's kind of what he does. But he he was also but Aron was then in the trenches with the one team um, I think he was maybe in the trenches with the red team. Mm-hmm. And then um, Gordon was in the trenches as well as working the pass with the blue team, I think. Yeah. All I can say is uh, I remember uh, reading one of the production assistants saying on The uh, Apprentice, the TV show, that Donald Trump's decisions were so random yeah. that they would then have to figure out, find out what his decision was and then go back and edit the show to justify his yeah. insane uh, choice because it, it was no had no basis in reality. So they had to structure a story around that. And so I think the producers knew in advance which two people they wanted to send home. Yeah. And they did everything they could to send that particular story yeah. through. But they still, in the editing, had to go back and structure the story yeah. so those two people went home. I agree. I I, real, I do agree with that 100%. Yeah. And it really did tick me off that they didn't, uh, Aron wasn't like present at all because you know he was there. And... I think the way that he has been um, so far in this this series, um, he's been very supportive. He's been giving good feedback. It's not like he's like re- like reading lines or somebody's in his ear saying, "Oh, you should say this." So the fact that he was totally cut from this, they showed more Joe than they did Aron. Yeah, which I. I don't go for that. Nuh-uh. No can do. And they never showed uh, Gordon go- like going out into the dining room. And visiting with the, the Until guests. Until after the, yeah. the 
dishes were all done. Well, I was curious about um, the restaurant in general because is I was that one room in his restaurant or is his restaurant that small? I have no idea. I felt like to me it was maybe filmed. It was an executive dining room or something. Yeah, like or a special event space. Special, like yeah, or just like in a room in the restaurant. And I'm wondering if it was like at ten in the morning or something like that. So yeah, because you know he doesn't that his place doesn't close. I can't imagine they're you know ever close. So it just it felt wonky to me. Yeah, yeah. So. We have to get into the, kind of the meat and potatoes, or should I say, duck breast and fillet. Um, we have the red team. Um, Sherry it has to refire the very first dish on the appetizers. Right. Um, then Gordon pulls all of them off their station, and he throws an undercooked langoustine in his own Michelin star kitchen. And I don't know if you noticed that this, but he threw it right, right against or right under where um, the Michelin man, the t- like Michelin tire man, is like sitting on a shelf in the kitchen, and he throws that undercooked piece of lang- langoustine right underneath it, almost as if he wanted the camera to see. Well, it looked as if they had arranged the Michelin plaque. And the Michelin man, so that they would just hover over Gordon's head the whole time he was talking. It was like the Michelin... You know how in the U.S. there's the elf on the shelf? Yeah. It was the Michelin man on... Or Michelin man on the shelf. Right. So it was a guy... So weird. A guy made of tires with high expectations of food. <laughs> was looming over Gordon Ramsay. Are. Yeah. With, <laughs> a, th- with a, a, th- a threat of uh, running him over if, if the food... Fell below a certain Ramsey standard. Yeah. Um, and I also find it really hard to believe that there were no more scallops in that entire kitchen. Um, and so they had to, they ran out, quote unquote. And so they had to disappoint um, a two top. And Gordon or Joe goes over and talks to them. That whole interaction was so weird how Joe goes over and like touches the dude. On his like incredibly padded shoulder, because um, he was wearing like a suit coat, <laughs> and is like very like contrite almost. Like, is it okay if we give you langoustine instead? And the dude's like, we were really counting on scallops, but yes. And I'm like, come on, just go over to the blue team and say, can we borrow a couple or can we have a couple scallops? That seemed like BS to me. I almost wonder if they didn't give them enough scallops knowing that was going to happen. That that would be the one I'm not sure is faked. The other the other evidence that I have for this being fakey doodle I know is faked. Oh, okay. Well, I can't wait to get to that. So, back to the red team. So, um, after the appetizers, Nick rallies the troops. Um, Sherry's like, I need a little water. So, they all grab a bottle of water, which I'm like, stay hydrated, girl. Um... Suba um, is on the beef station, and Sherry's on the duck station. Um, Their first plates look fantastic. Um, They're sent out of the kitchen. At this point, Nick is doing a good job as the leader, and I really, really appreciate how Nick and Sherry are being respectful 
towards Suba and not 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 te- not, like, not treating him like a donut. Yes. He's a grown man. Yeah, they were treating him more as a croissant. <laughs> Why? Because he has fla- he has layers. Yeah. Some of them are flaky. <laughs> exactly. Some of them are like well structured. Okay, yeah. I can I can. He's see a complicated that. guy. He is. Um. So then we see they get a plate sent back. Da da da. From the um, table that has the Master Chef UK's winners. And the, the plate is sent back because supposedly they sent out overcooked duck. Not my other f- absolute fake one, because whose fault would it be if you send out completely brown cut duck? Would it be the fault of the person who cooked it or the fault of the person who let it go through the pass? Because right. it was brown all the way through. So Gordon Ramsay should have stopped it. Should have caught that. So, or even Nick, or Nick as the team captain, because so, didn't Nick say he was working the pass with Gordon? So either Gordon Ramsay looked at that duck and said it's fine and sent it out, or they just sent out a completely brown duck and had it come back. Um, do you, is this your fakey doodle? That is my fakey doodle because I that. That, because usually when they have something come back undercooked, it's not something where the ingredient is literally visible. It would be like, oh, I took a bite of this hamburger and it looks cooked right. in the outside and it's red in the middle. This is sliced duck. That oh, is, it's sliced. You're right. It's sliced duck that's brown all the way through. So if it was brown all the way through and looked yeah. like a charcoal briquette... Whose fault is it if it gets out through the pass? I, I, here's the thing, though. I don't believe that Sherry would have even sent that up. Right. That's so what do I'm you saying. think they switched out? I the, think they switched it out. Ooh. I think that's against the, the law, though, There's, for a show that... Uh, it's a reality show, not a... It's not a competition show? It's a competition show, but it's not a game show. There's a big difference because if it's a game show, there have to be standardized rules. But with reality shows, otherwise like a show like Big Brother or something like that couldn't exist in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, because, okay. Okay, I'm curious about what the rules are around a reality competition show versus, wait. A, A game show. Because game show, show are what you. they have okay. rules. That's okay. what they have rules so for. So Big Brother is a reality game show. It's a reality show entirely. The producers decide. The producers. Big uh, Brother. Or Big Brother and uh, big. The producers decide the rules. Um, Master Chef. The producers decide the rules, so they can change the rules the whole time. Something like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or something like that. They have to have a standardized set of rules that they follow every uh, single okay. episode that they go through. But Big Brother, if they decide um, those two are going up to be voted on, those the two people that they decide go up for whatever reason, or they can kick people out at a moment's notice for whatever reason they want to, or keep them in. Same with Master Chef. Okay, I th- I just feel like Big Brother. You know, I haven't watched Big Brother in a really long time, but it seemed like there was. It didn't seem as um, fly by like arbitrary on Big Brother to me. Right. Um, but it does feel arbitrary on Master Chef. Yeah. At least this episode for sure. Um, so um, then it's, it's still sticking with the red team. It looks like. 
Um, there's an accident, it's a slight accident in the kitchen where Nick is checking on Suba and uh, half of a um, piece of filet, because they, they're serving them cut in half, it accidentally falls on the floor. And instead of like bending over and picking it up in this $2 million, three Michelin star restaurant, Nick just kicks the chunk of steak under the counter? Yeah. I would I'm telling you, like, if that's real, that would piss Gordon Ramsay off. He just but he just threw something in his two million dollar kitchen. That just none of that made sense to me. Well, I guess um for in a Michelin starred restaurant, meat, <laughs> meat just flies all over the yeah. place. And it's, it's acceptable. A, it's it's okay. a constant meat storm, is what <laughs> you're saying. Oh, you know, in the US right now there's um Storm Dorian. Yes. And it's like Storm Dorian with Dorian there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the blue team. So we have Noah already jumping the gun. He just needs to listen more and talk less. Um, so Dorian undercooks the langoustine initially, and they have to refire that dish. Right. But it does seem like they did. Uh, it really does seem like they did better with their appetizers without any, like, what are you calling it? Um, tricky doodle? Fakey doodle. Fakey doodle. It does seem like they did better, like authentically, really. Um, and then, um, then we go on to the entrees. Noah says beef is in his wheelhouse, and he can do this all day. Or don't say stuff like that. Come on. Yeah, don't say beef is in your wheelhouse. It sounds dirty. <laughs> I don't know what his wheelhouse is, but it's packed with beef, and that's not good. So Sarah does a great job with the plating, and Dorian is on fire. She's on the duck station. And Noah starts to struggle with the beef and continues to. Um, Dorian, um, like I said, is doing a great job. Noah's shitting the bed, like all over the place. Um, Sarah has to pull Noah off the beef station, and he says... What a freaking joke. Um, Dorian starts to oversee both the uh, his beef and her duck. Um, and she's doing an awesome job. And I also love that she is kind of, she seems great. Like Dorian's like pretty much saying, get your shit together to Noah. But she calls him sweetie, not in a condescending way. Um, and she also says, don't give me a sorry, just give me cooked beef. It's true. You know what I wish they had done in this what? part? It's just cut in around traveling around London. Like <laughs> bugging a guard at Buckingham Palace. You made me always spit out my coffee. <laughs> yeah. On top of a double-decker bus, you know. Yeah. Uh, Trying uh, to tease the guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to Sherlock, where Sherlock Holmes' house Like, what been. are some st more stereotypical... Yeah, just did, doing... Did you go to Her Harrods? <laughs> yeah, go to Harrods. Do all the stereotypical stuff. You know, getting fish and chips. Yeah. You know, just doing all that kind of stuff. And then he just showed back up at the end. That's that not basically what happened. I don't like it. <laughs> um, so, anyway, back to this blue team. Dorian is super impressive in this challenge, in my opinion. Um, but in the end, the blue team wins the challenge. I know. And uh, Noah calls uh, Dorian and uh, Sarah... Uh, stud alphas. 
stud alphas, and they pulled me through. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird. So this is when I really got fired up. My no- I have to say, my notes now, in, in capitals, I call bullshit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, it, I was really mad. Um, so it because Sarah, Sherry, my favorite, yeah, and Suba are sent home. Nick was the captain of that GD team. He's the one who's kicking meat. He's the one who shouldn't have let that totally overcooked um, duck go well, through. So the two reasons they got sent home are because they ran out of um, scallops. scallops and the overcooked duck, both yeah. of which we don't think are real. Yeah. So they they faked that. It sure seems like it to me. And 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 how, what Gordon Ramsay show? Like I know it's happened up just a just maybe I could count on my my one hand and he's been on the air for what 50 years now. Um the time when the team captain is saved and praised when the team totally fails. Yeah. So the fact that Nick is the team captain, yet he's the one that's saved and Sherry goes home, that's wrong in so many ways. And to like and this is the other thing that really bothers me. Gordon's been known to break his own rules and say, "Okay, well this team won and that t- team lost, but Somebody did such a poor job on the winning team. Noah, pack your overalls. You need to head out. It's true. So the fact that Sherry got sent home, and even Suba, like, even Suba got sent home, and Noah is still there, I'm so fired up. He couldn't even cook a filet. I know, and that did not play into the story that they wanted to tell. It didn't play into their narrative at all. this episode. So the fact that he failed at that, I think, was kind of a surprise to them, because they keep trying to um, softball things to Noah and give him easy things he theoretically knows how to do, like cook a piece of beef. Yeah. So I just have to say... To anybody who's part of the production of MasterChef, you can do better. You should be ashamed of yourself, and you can do better than this. That was This was a bad episode. It could have been so great. I was so excited that they yeah. got to go and cook in Gorn's restaurant. His family was there. Um, Tana, I think Tana is his wife. Tilly is there. Like... It could have been so fun to watch and so great, but instead, it was glaringly obvious that it was rigged. It's true. I can't argue with anything you said. So, you 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 guys, come on, you can do better. Um, and why the heck is Noah still there? Do they just want to keep him there because they want to make the other people? You, they want us to root so much. For the other contestants, and they have to keep Noah there so they can kick him off next week. So we get a finale with Dorian and um, Sarah and Nick. See, I think Dorian is the one shoe-in for the finale. She better be. Sarah, I think Sarah is, too. Yeah, because Dorian's had the the 
Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. Best storyline yeah. of the season. Um, Noah has kind of been on his way down yeah. the last few, so it's possible he's not going to get it. Sarah would be a surprise if she's not in the finale, because we kind of have thought she was going to be in the finale from the, from the first very beginning. episode, yeah. And Nick, I don't care. I don't know. It seems like I don't care. I don't care. I mean, he seems like a really nice oh, guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, loved yeah. meeting his father. But I have to say, there's something about, like, Gordon really likes Nick. And it makes me feel like maybe they want to keep Nick around. because. And they also cast other younger contestants. Micah was yeah. 19. Bree was 24. Maybe they're trying to go for a younger demographic for this. Because MasterChef Junior has such a high, like, viewership. Maybe for ratings and advertisements, advertising dollars, they want to attract younger viewers. Maybe. I I do want to... I think we're kind of wrapped up on this episode, correct? Well, just, um, we are, I do want to talk about next episode and then other, maybe a, a couple other cooking shows we've been enjoying. Okay, well, I, and go ahead and wrap up then. Okay, so next week, Nigella Lawson is there. She's looking phenomenal. Looks um, good. Hey, Nigella. Um, and Joe is wearing, a, like, a newsboy cap. Well. East New York. Okay, so here's my final view on (laughs) East New York, on MasterChef in general. They need a female chef um, to be a judge and a mentor in season 11. Yes. I firmly believe this. I have a good suggestion. Get rid of Joe. Get rid, yes. Get rid of Joe. (laughs) He can come back. No, Joe. I predicted it. Yeah. Joe can come back and be like a guest, like a couple shows or something like that. I'm f- I'm fine with that. Um, but I suggest Dominique Crin. I love her. You know, she's like one mm-hmm. of my favorite chefs. She has two Michelin stars. Um, she Her restaurant is Atelier Crin and Petite Crin down in San Francisco. She's stunning. She has style. She's phenomenal. If y'all haven't watched her chef table, you should. And I feel a special connection with her because um, I got to meet her and she was so nice to me um, (laughs) and eat her food. So I feel like they need to elevate this competition and have a really great female chef. Yes. As a judge. And they have Christina Tozzi in MasterChef Junior, and she's great. She is great. And you know I love Christina Tozzi, but I'm kind of ticked off that there's not a female. At this point in 2019, there needs to be more representation of a female high-level judge. Yeah. And, I mean, if she weren't already at the Food Network, I would say um, Alex Alex. Grimichelli would be great, too. Although I would like to see her on MasterChef Junior. Oh my gosh, that would be a dream. Yeah. If what it if was, it was Christina, Alex, and Gordon? That would be awesome. That's a good team. Okay, so that's what I had to say about that. Well, and I was going to say about uh, Micah mm-hmm. um, that uh, I saw um, on the internet that he tweeted that one of his really good friends uh, had been con- had contacted the producers at his... At, Micah had asked that this person be his person to show up and yeah, support like him me- in the family it was, it was his mentor, right? Yeah, it was somebody who was like yeah. a mentor, good friend of his, someone who had been really supportive yeah. of him. And um, the producers refused. 
So they yeah. denied his request for yeah. the person that he would like. It wasn't that there was no one yeah. to come. The producers refused to bring the person that he asked yeah. to be there. And um, the other contestants actually felt it was um, unfair to him as well. Right. I mean, it, it obviously, and I, I apologize to Micah because I kind of was like, come on, he's, you know, yeah. he's parenting. And, yeah. But um, I do, I send an apology out to Micah. And... Like that had to have affected how he those tears were real, David. He was very upset that he didn't have anybody there. And shame on the producers again for trying to manipulate the audience, the viewing audience, manipulate the outcome. Because I'm not saying Micah wouldn't have gone home last week, but I'm sure he would have been a little bit more emotionally stable during the cooking to be because he was doing well at the beginning of that that cook that challenge. It had to affect affected how he cooked. Fakey doodle. Fake it. That's not fair. It's really not fair. It's not, and it, it's it's once again uh, sacrificing um, sacrificing any kind of uh, reality. Yeah, and somebody's emotional well being for a storyline yeah. that actually wasn't that compelling because yes. it wasn't it wasn't as if oh someone not showing up for him worked. It did. I mean, it was just like, it was weird. Well, it, and, and it was nice to see the other contestants support him. So it kind of yeah. played into the storyline of, oh, well, Dorian yeah. hugged him. And, yeah. you know, that was nice. And but you also read, um, you told me you read on Reddit that um, the contestants this season are very close to each yes. other off camera, which I love to see that as well. And they, they were very supportive of Micah. But... Uh, like there's enough real drama and there's enough real story that they don't have to force these cheese ball horrible things on these contestants. No, and that was my that was my bonus content for the week. Gosh, thanks for that bonus content, and I'm glad we were able to clear that up a little bit. Um, so I do have a little plug one more time. Um, Supermarket Stakeout, Alex Shelley's show. Every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. Um, and my favorite thing is they give the contestants five hundred dollars to use, and I think they thought that this would this money, the money portion of it, would kind of hinder or somehow make it more challenging for the contestants. The last one we watched. The contestants go up to a very generous man and they're saying, here, I'll give you like $200 for your bag of apples and pears or whatever the fruit was. And he's like, no, he has his giant bag. He's like, yeah, no, I can't do that. And she's like, but I just need like one or two apples. And he's like, here. You can have them. She's like, I'll give you $20. He's saying, no, you can just have them. And then he turns around and gives the other contestant, um, which I just love that. So I almost feel like somehow the money sitch on this show needs to be kind of figured out a little bit more. It's It was kind of odd. Maybe they should just be able to keep whatever they are able to save at the end. I don't know. I don't know. It's not that much money that you... I mean, it's just 500 bucks. But I mean, in the sense of, you know you're going to spend at least $200 of it. So it's like, okay, you get to keep $300 and you get yeah. to keep $250. It's 
it's not a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody, yeah. I don't think anybody spent all their money. No, I don't, I haven't seen that yet either, but I do have to say as far as like production, um, they have cast this show so well, um, with the contestants and the judges. I mean, Duff has been there as a, um, a judge. We've seen, um, I'm trying to think other judges like that are just so likable and good judges. It's been a fun show to watch. It has. It is a fun show. I'm, and it is, it is still weird that they are in a grocery store parking lot. That's what I love about it because they have like looky-loos, like just people who are shopping and they're like, Mm -hmm. what's going on over there? And I swear the one we watch, um, they have like baker's racks that are set up with all the ingredients. There was like a a grocery store customer like peeking behind like the baker's rack. That's true. I just thought it was so funny. And... Um, last but not least, Great British um, Bake Off. We watched the second episode last night. What are your thoughts so far? It's good. And Dinosaur Junior Sweater. Come on. Yeah, it was cool. God, that's awesome. It hasn't. It's not out yet. You can pre-order it. I already checked it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, he looked cute in it. Um, Nolded it. And um, all right. I think that's it I for this week. It, yeah. All right. You guys will see it in a bit. Your opinion on it. We'll see you in London next week. Oof. Bye. <laughs> Bye.